Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're continuing Fuliana's discussion with me about administration of organisations and volunteering and we're going to cover today how you put your hand up, how you volunteer to say you've got skills that this organisation needs, whether it is a volunteer organisation or in your own working career and also about the importance of feedback, again, regardless of where you are. So to be in that environment as a volunteer and to be as good as you are at it and contributing so much must take a lot of passion and commitment and enjoyment. Tell us a bit about what made you so into it. The start for me was that I attended a meeting that was just a general meeting of their local association, the New South Wales Association, and in it they were going through their their business, as they do, and they got to the point of the newsletter. The woman I was sitting beside, almost under her breath, said, I don't know how we're going to get this done unless we pay someone to do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know at this stage whether anyone else in the the group had the skills to be able to put a newsletter together. Right printed newsletter in those days it was about desktop publishing basically right and almost without thinking really without thinking now that I (laughs) think about it I said I can do that Mm. the sense of relief that they could hand over that task to someone who knew what they were doing and for my part I wanted to give back to this organization that had welcomed me with open arms was sharing about helping me learn what I was doing and I felt that this was a skill that where I could contribute. You know, but part of me feeling comfortable about taking on all of the things that they were sharing with me was that I could give something back. Right. I couldn't give back in terms of what they were doing with floral design at that point because I was only learning. I couldn't give back in any other way that I could see other than with a skill that I already had that they desperately needed. Right. So that was my turning point of saying, I have this skill, I can help you. And from there, it's sort of general, you know, osmosis was they would come and say, oh, we need to do this technical thing online. But now yeah. we're talking 2013. So it was very early days for them to, they had a website, they had a web presence, right. but it was very agricultural, shall we say. Yes. It's another area where I have skills. So I said, well, I'll have a look at it. I'll see what I can do to make it a bit more interesting and usable. And as the years have progressed, it's been their opportunity to anything technology-wise that they wanted to introduce always fell into my basket because I would have a better understanding of it, they assumed, <laughs> because that they, they saw that, that was what I was doing all the time. And at one point I said to them, you know, my corporate career really was about public speaking. Yeah. It's a revelation. It's like we never thought of that. Now, you do all this technology stuff. That must have been what you've always done. <laughs> Go back to a, there's a, another podcast we've done that talks about bragging about your successes. Yeah. Because I'd never mentioned these things, because yeah. I just, it just didn't occur to me to, to say anything until the opportunity arose. They had no idea. And they can't know by osmosis what you used to do because you don't talk about it. Or when you're together, all you talk about is floral art and floral design and, and this structure or, or this technique. You don't talk about what else you used to be doing or what you've got to do next week. You know, they wouldn't know from one week to the next that I do a podcast, that I do any of the other things that I do because yes. that's not what we talk about. 
So it talks about the public speaking. And from that, they train judges and they train demonstrators. And so there's a section now that I present that talks about how you need to do it. But from that, from and particularly from the doing the demonstrator side of things, mm-hmm. it gave me an idea back. And so what I realised was that there was no one in this space, floral mm-hmm. design, that was showing floral uh, demonstrators. So the people who do the big display and big show, no yeah. one's showing them how to present, how in terms of public speaking and public presentation, there was no one showing them or helping them or coaching them in how to do it. It was all about they're up there, they're really good at floral design. If they can't talk, well, it doesn't matter because all we came to see was how they do this design. That's not very good for them, for the people. So out of that came an idea for me that is another business entirely, a quite separate business that is me coaching floral art demonstrators in public presentations because across the world they need it mm-hmm. and a whole host of people who demonstrate in English for whom English is not their first language no. and even those for whom it is their first language they're far more interested in the design and they go into constructing mode and they'll put the design together and forget that they've got an audience out there that they've got to talk to and show what they're doing and it is very hard to do something that is physically demanding in terms of constructing something and talk about it at the same time to a group of people who might ask you questions and then you lose your, your place of where you are in putting this thing together. So no different to any other technical demonstration, but there was no one who understood the floral yes. art side of it as well as the public speaking side of it. In terms of me putting my hand up and offering a skill, I actually got double back. Right got the idea for this other business this is excellent example i mean everything that you said so far is so relevant to no matter what organization you work with or what passion you have or what what job you're in we have learned so much from that i'm still not done with you yet sorry so i know that from contributing to all these things from administration to bringing new ideas to designing to doing worldwide you've also been a judge on those things i'd like you to tell us a bit about the judging and then if you can please at least end up with your most recent experience of after the easter show you went to narrabri didn't you i'd love to hear about judging there a bit on the judging side of things very early on i was keen to do absolutely everything you know involve me in everything i just want to i want to be part of it all that was a mistake And I will say it quite clearly, I threw myself into things, I put my hand up for things that I clearly wasn't in floral art terms ready for. Mm -hmm. And that was purely because I was excited. It was enthusiasm and it it bubbled over into, yes, I, I want to be part of it all. That was very poorly managed by the organization, I will have to say. And it and that was a huge lesson to me in terms of managing people who come in with excitement and enthusiasm and want to be part of everything, want to be, want to do things that are clearly beyond their skill set at the moment, mm-hmm. but you, you don't want to lose them from the organisation. There was a point where very early on I could have walked from the organisation because of the way it was handled. In very technical terms, I applied to be a judge to do, the, and they have a judge's training course. I can look back at it in hindsight and say I was clearly not ready. Mm-hmm. 
there was this dichotomy for the person managing it. She wanted me to do it. She knew I wasn't ready. She didn't know how to handle it. She kept apologising all the time. But what I found out later was that it wasn't her decision. It was a committee decision. People who actually voiced their disapproval or their concern didn't say a word to me ever. Not to this day have ever said anything. And I find that disappointing, that if you are prepared in a committee meeting to express an opinion about someone's skills, then you should be able to say that to them later on because either you feel that way or you don't. Yeah. If you feel that way, you have to be prepared for their reaction or you have to to, to measure it in and communicate it in terms that they will understand. And, yes, I was disappointed at the time, but I was more disappointed that they didn't speak to me about it than the, the decision that they'd made because mm-hmm. I agreed with the decision. Yeah. But it's communication, it's the interaction. You know, I felt like I had done things for them and that we had good communication, that we had good understanding, but they obviously felt that they couldn't face me with this negative mm-hmm. information. That's a management lesson that we all need to learn. Yeah. It's the communication and the communication yeah. breakdown that yeah. will cause you issues long-term. Right. So I, I didn't do the general judging mm-hmm. course that's done, but what I've learned over the years, it, it's like we have this recognition of prior learning. So mm-hmm. this is all my prior learning. Having been such an intense competitor over a range of competitions that are judged on similar but, but different rulings, I have a really good idea from a competitor's point of view about how something should be judged yeah. in terms of the, the rules and the regulations and the, the judging criteria. That gives me that and the fact that in some competitions we get feedback and in others we don't. So I knew all along that the feedback after a competition was the thing that helped me to grow, helped me to learn. And so I was very keen for that always to be part of any judging that I did. The judging locally, if I, I talk about New South Wales, and, and it's much the same across the, the country, for regional agricultural shows and other you know, garden club shows, uh, flower shows generally, they can choose how their competition is judged. Yeah. So they can choose, if they choose to judge it under strict association regulations, mm-hmm. then they need they should have, they should have, they don't need, they should have a qualified New South Wales judge or Australian judge. Right. But if they're, and many of the regional and, and agricultural shows are like this, they just want someone who's got a bit of experience, who their membership appreciates and recognises to come in and talk to them about what they're doing, then they can have anyone judge. And so on that basis, I decided that I wouldn't become, I made a very conscious decision that I wouldn't become a qualified Australian judge, mm-hmm. the Floral Art Association rules, because I didn't want to be constrained by their activities, their interpretation, their very harsh rules about how you interpret a design. I really wanted to judge on the basis of, I know you love this, I want you to, I want to encourage you to keep doing it, and here are some things that I think you should think about to improve what you're presenting in terms of the judging because I will still judge on on the basis of design principles and design elements. So and that goes across any kind of design. It's not about art, it's not about flowers, it's about any kind of design. It's all about the scale right, is the proportion right, is there a dominant line, is the colour harmonious? And then 
there's a, an element that is about floral art, that is about creativity, and mm -hmm. there's about the interpretation of the class title. Right. So those two things are probably outside of the standard principles and elements of design that I would judge on. Most recently, as Fuliana said, I did the Narrabri yeah. Agricultural Show, which was a, a real blast, a wonderful, wonderful weekend, 140 entries across an age range from under fives to over 100s. So huge interest in it. And I made a point of giving every competitor, every design, some written feedback on their design so that they had something, they could look at their design, they could look at what my reaction was and what I suggested they might like to try to alleviate some of the pressure or aggravation that I would, might see in a design that didn't really match the class title. And sometimes it's just about height. It was about the placement. Sometimes as simple as how they put it on the show bench. Sometimes at an angle is better than flat facing. But our tendency is always to put it flat facing because it's a competition. It should be in this spot. Down to things like, you know, the colour choices, the colour combinations, the suggestions about actually walking away from a design and coming back to look like close your eyes, open your eyes again, what's the first thing you see? Because that's the first thing the judge will see, not what you've been working on, not what you had in your head. It's spaces in the design because our eyes fill in the space because that's where we think the things should be. So it's simple stuff. And the wonderful people at Narrabri were so appreciative. I, I think every day there were people coming up to me saying how much they appreciated the feedback. But my contention is that we should always be doing it because that is the only way we learn. And yeah. it's the same in the workplace. If we don't give people feedback in the workplace, how can they know how good they are or how or where they can improve? And it's not just about saying you didn't do that right. It's about can next time, how about trying it this way? Yes. Look at how this works. And that's been my underlying practice across the board. So if it's the fact that I'm doing the administration side of things and they've always put a, the competitors for a, a competition together in an Excel spreadsheet that one person looks at, I'll say, can we try putting it on Airtable so everyone can see it? So it's not just one person's responsibility and it doesn't matter if one machine breaks down, but, you know, it's stored in the cloud so everyone can see it, everyone can access it. You don't have to do anything with it, but if you're comfortable doing something with it, then you can and everyone knows what's happening. That feedback side of things, I think, is the most important part of the competition side of things for me. You know, I love the planning beforehand. It's almost like, you know, any activity. So so if I had a, a big party, I'd love the planning. Yeah. And, and on the day it was, you know, yeah, well, yeah, it's going to happen. That's over. But I love the planning. I love the preparation. I love the, the thinking that happens beforehand. That's the creative process. The, the actual staging of the design is construction and structural and it's frustrating and I have on occasion walked away from a design and called it a particular name that has become historically significant in the annals of, of the others that compete with me. And so it becomes that's what you call something that isn't working and you walk away from it. <laughs> the first time I did it, the other competitors around me, I don't think it ever seen me lose my temper. They were struck dumb, literally just stood there looking at me. And then we're worried, oh, can we do this? Can we help you? Can we can we fix this here? What is it? What's the matter? And I said, no. I said, I'm leaving it. It's just not going to work for me. I'm going. I, I, I'm done. 
I've had it. Yeah. <laughs> it's good when you know when when that point is. Kim, congratulations on all your achievements in that domain. I think it's quite impressive. I didn't make it clear at the beginning, but I had lots of our listeners asking me to do this so I'm not copying out or making you do it but they were interested because they heard bits and pieces about it over time there's so much learning in what you just imparted to us and I think that will apply in a workplace or anywhere else so thank you for that and for those who are interested in that world I'm sure that would have given them I suppose that more insight to help them come to to join and their joy. So I heard a lot about your journey is how you got there because you had the interest, how you learned as you went, how you gave back a lot as you went, how you recognized opportunities and created them like with the public speaking, how you brought the place into more technical world and using the technology to help, how much emphasis you put on helping people and helping each other and the feedback and and all of that. All of those are fantastic learnings and examples where how to to share and impart knowledge and to make places nice to be part of or organisations. If you're passionate about something, how far do you go? Getting up at 10.30 at night, not sleeping. Oh, I could never do that. So <laughs> good on you. Is there anything on that score that you'd like to say that we didn't cover? I think that what I brought to the organisation, these organisations, these volunteer organisations, was my work ethic, my experience in management, my experience in the workplace. And I just overlay that into the organisation where I was. So I think that we all have skills that we take for granted when we're working that another organisation, whether it's another commercial organisation or not, desperately needs. And when you see an opportunity, put your hand up, I think is the message. Offer your services. Yes, it makes you a little bit vulnerable because they might say, no, we don't want that, or no, we're not interested in that, or they might do the long now and say, oh, can we talk about it next time? Can we think about this? Can we find out about that? doesn't matter what their reaction is. If you believe that you've got the skills that will help them, put your hand up. Yeah. They will never know otherwise. Very true. Simple as that. All right. Now for something I've always wanted to do. Thanks again, Kim. Really appreciate it. I think we covered that very, very well for now. I'm Fuliana Osborne, she's Kim Bally, and this is Inside Exec. I've been wanting to do this for six years. Six years, six years, so she's done it now. You won't hear it ever again, but it will be immortalised in voice. What I will do is put the links to some of my other websites so that if you're interested in, in following through and seeing some of the designs and, and seeing how they're constructed and, and the trials and tribulations of floral art in all its ways, those links will be there as well. But for now... Thank you. Go ahead now. Proper proper sign-off for you. But for now, she's Juliana Osborne. I'm Kim Bailey. <laughs> this is Inside Exec.